this morning, there's one prayer point I want us to pray. And it's a very simple one. You simply said, resurrection power avail for me. Yes. The Bible says there is a power in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. It said, if the spirit of him that raised Jesus up from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. You are going to open your mouth and pray this. I say, resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ avail for me. This morning we learned about the Holy Spirit. He is the resurrection power. Let's open our mouth and pray this for us. Resurrection power, avail for me. Avail in, every, in, in, in my situation, whatever my situation might be, resurrection power. Avail for me. Resurrection power. On this day that we are remembering and celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, that resurrection power, avail for me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, I read from verse 1 to verse 7. Matthew 28, verses 1 to 7. And uh, Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 to 7. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Verse 3. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not, fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. Verse 6. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Verse 7, where we are stopping. Go quickly, tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. Praise the Lord. This morning, for a few minutes, because I want us to pray, the topic we're going to be discussing is three events of the resurrection day. Three events. So many things happened on that day. But we want to look at only three of them. Three events on the resurrection day. And from the passage that we have read, the first thing I want us to take notice is that on that resurrection morning, Number one, there was an earthquake. Amen. There was what? There was an earthquake. And the Bible tells us that this preceded the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. When you go to Luke chapter 24, Luke chapter 24, from verse 1 to verse 9, the Bible tells us the same story, this story about his resurrection again. And I want to, uh, I, I want to uh, go to verse 4. Since it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Why seek ye the living among the dead? Verse 6, he's not here, but he's risen. 
Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee. So this is very important. There was an earthquake. And the follow-up to that earthquake is, he arose from the dead. And there were testimonies. These angels came and said, he's not here. He's alive. He's gone before you to Galilee. He has assignments to perform. On the day that Jesus was crucified, there was also an earthquake. And the Bible makes us understand that the earthquake on the day that Christ was crucified also brought some saints to life. And I know many of us have always asked that question. Who are the saints that were brought to life? Matthew 27, Matthew 27, verse 50 to verse 53. Matthew 27, verses 50 to 53. Matthew 27, 50 to 53. The Bible says Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in two from top to bottom. And the earth did quake. And the rocks rent. And the graves were opened. Very important. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And verse 53 says, They came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the city and appeared unto many. Bible scholars make us to understand that the fact that they came out after the resurrection, went into the cities, appeared unto people that knew them. Tells us that the saints that were being referred to here were not saints that had died maybe hundreds of years before, but contemporaries, probably people that knew the Lord Jesus Christ, who believed in him, who died during that period. And so when he went to the grave, the Bible says the graves were opened. And I pray for someone who is listening to this message today. Every grave that is holding on to your treasure is open this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Every grave that is holding you captive is opened today in the name of Jesus. Because, brethren, as there was an earthquake on that first resurrection day, there is an earthquake today. And there shall be total deliverance in Jesus' name. So there was an earthquake that preceded the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Just like the earthquake ensured that some saints came out of their graves. The graves were opened. But it's very instructive in that uh, Matthew chapter uh, 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 I mean, 53. That the Bible, I mean, Matthew 27, verse 53, that they did not come out of their graves until when? After his resurrection. They, the graves were opened, but they did not come out of that grave and visit Jerusalem until after his resurrection. So there's a significance to the resurrection that we are marking today. Either he was, I mean, killed in April or May or whatever it is. The fact is, one day Christ was crucified. One day, he rose from the dead. And we are remembering that one day today. And I know that that resurrection power will avail for someone in Jesus' name. The earthquake is sometimes used by God to demonstrate his presence. To do what? To demonstrate his presence. Remember, we are looking at three events on the resurrection. And we said the first was that there was an earthquake. In Exodus chapter 19, from verse 16 to verse 19, Exodus 19, verses 16 to 19. Exodus 19, 16 to 19. The Bible says, It came to pass on the third day in the morning. There were thunders and lightnings, and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp did what? They trembled. 
And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mount did quake greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long, and waxed louder and louder, louder, Moses spoke, and God answered by a voice. You see, it's very important here. Number one, the Bible says, on the third day. On what? So when you go through the scriptures, you find many incidences in the scriptures that were pointing us to the fact that Jesus will die and resurrect on the third day. We have a very simple example. Even Jesus Christ himself said it. He said, as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, he will go to the belly of the earth and he will come out of it. And that's exactly the way it happened. And Bible scholars have made us to understand that if Christ, I mean, the Bible says he would be in the grave for three days, he was for three days. If he died on Friday and came up on Sunday, of course, that's not three days. We are told that his death was before that, I mean, that particular, uh, that Friday. Because there was so much, I mean, something that was called the, uh, uh, the high Sabbath. The high Sabbath, which was used to determine the day he was crucified. But the key thing this morning is that he's alive. Amen. Tell somebody he's alive. He's alive. Say he's alive. he's alive. And he reigns forever in Jesus' name. So the earthquake is used by God to demonstrate his presence. Number two, the earthquake has been used by God to bring deliverance and open prison doors. Amen. And that's very important. Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, as well as in uh, 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 Isaiah 61, when he began to say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach, to set the captives free, to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. He was declaring the purpose for which he came. One of the things he said that is that he may set the captives free. The earthquake has been used by God to bring deliverance upon, I mean, deliverance and open prison doors. And we know the example of Paul and Silas. In the book of Acts chapter 16, from verse 24 downwards, we see that Paul and Silas were put in prison. The Bible says they were put in the inner prison. Their feet were held in the stocks. But at midnight they sang and they praised the Lord. And every prisoner heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. The same way there was a great earthquake on the resurrection morning. There was a great earthquake. The foundation of the prison were shaking. All the doors were open. Everyone's bands were loose. There has been an earthquake this morning. And every door that is shutting you in is open in the name of Jesus. Amen. There has been an earthquake this morning. Every chain that is holding you captive is broken in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says, all oh, that man will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He has broken the gates of brass. He has caught the bars of iron in sunder. The same way the earthquake set Paul and Silas free. That earthquake is operating this morning to declare the presence of the living God. And somebody is being set free in Jesus' name. Amen. I said somebody is being set free in Jesus' name. The earthquake can also be an indication of divine judgment. Divine judgment. In Numbers chapter 16. Numbers chapter 16. It's a very long passage. We can go and read it I mean, when we get home. But we see the story of Korah, uh, Datan, and Abiram. 
Who rose up against Moses? Say, is he the only one that hears the voice of the Lord? He has led us astray. He has led us, brought us to this desert to come and perish here. And they incited the people against Moses. And Moses, the Bible says, was very rough. In verse 15, Moses sent a very important prayer point. The Bible says, Moses was very rough and said unto the Lord, Respect not their offering. In other words, and I pray for someone here this morning, that God will not respect the offering of your enemies on your, on your behalf. Amen. When the enemies make an offering on your behalf, what are they trying to do? They are trying to destroy you. They will not succeed in Jesus' name. Amen. I said they will not succeed in Jesus' name. Amen. And of course, when we go to verses 28 to 3, Moses made a clear declaration. Say, if this man died the ordinary death, nobody will understand that what I am doing is by the living God. He said, but no, if the earth quakes, if the ground opens and swallows them up, then these people will know that this is of God. If the Lord does a new thing, <laughs> and when you go to verse 32, the Bible says, the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up. Their houses, all the men that are appertaining unto them, all their goods. So we see here the earthquake was used as a tool of judgment. As a tool of judgment. I pray for someone here today. God will begin to fight for you. Amen. And as God fights for you, his earthquake will be a tool of judgment against your enemies in the name of Jesus. Amen. Godly God knows who the enemies are. After all, the Bible says that there are some angels that the Bible says they left where God has put them. And when God was going to declare punishment upon them, the Bible says they are today what? They are chained underneath the ground. So, if your uh, 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 adversaries are demons, the earthquake of the Lord will consume them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever it be that is say you will not fulfill destiny, they will receive a visitation of divine earthquake this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the first thing is on the resurrection morning, there was an earthquake. The second thing we want to look at is, on that morning, the angel of the Lord descended with a message from the Lord. Number one, there was an earthquake. Number two, the angel of the Lord descended with a message. With a message. The Bible says in Matthew 27 verse 54. Matthew 27 verse 54. That when the centurion and those that were with him saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. So you see God using the earthquake to prove himself again. But going beyond that, he sent a message. The centurion did not have to read the Bible. In fact, the angel was not talking to him. But he got the message. You will get the message today in Jesus' name. Amen. The message is not only for the sons and daughters of God. There are messages for the enemy. There are messages for the enemy. And every enemy of your destiny will receive a message from God today in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> One of the messages of the Lord is, Touch not my anointed and do what? Do my prophet no harm. One of the messages of the Lord is he that touches you. Does what? Touches the apple of my eyes. God is sending a message to concerning someone here to your oppressors today in Jesus' name. Because brethren, today there comes an end. The devil thought he was winning. But eventually he found out he had lost. Concerning that battle you are fighting, you are a winner in the name of Jesus. Concerning that battle you are fighting, you have won in the name of Jesus. In Mark chapter 16, verse 6 to 7, 
We see the angel saying, be not afraid. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold where they laid him. Go tell his disciples and Peter that he went before you into Galilee. There shall you see him, as he said unto you. The angels came with a message. They were not just there to terrify people. They brought a message. When Jesus was born, when Jesus was born, in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 14, the Bible says there was an angelic host that appeared to the shepherds. They were singing. And an angel said unto them, Fear not, in verse 10, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And I have good news for someone here today. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Because if he were not alive, our faith is in vain. If he were not alive, we are wasting our time as Christians. But he is alive. That's why we sing that song. Because he lives, I can do what? I can face tomorrow. I can face tomorrow. So the angels brought a message to the shepherds. And the shepherds left, I mean, after they had seen a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, they left and said, we must go and see that boy that was born. When Jacob was running away from his brother, the Bible says he went out from Beersheba in Genesis 28. Genesis 28, verses 10 to 16. Genesis 28, verses 10 to 16. Jacob went out, he got to a place, and he was tired. It was night. And he lay down to sleep. He lay down to sleep. And in verse 12 of Genesis 28, the Bible says, dreamed, and behold, a ladder set all on the earth, and the top of it reached the heavens. Amen. The top of the ladder reached the heavens. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending. Ascending and descending on the ladder. And the Lord stood above it. And when you read from that part, verse 13 to verse 16, God began to reiterate the blessings that he had pronounced upon Abraham, upon Isaac, that were not being transferred unto who? Unto Jacob. I pray for someone here today. Because this is the Resurrection Sunday, you will have a divine encounter. Amen. Because this is a day we are remembering the, the, as, I mean, the, 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 that, that Jesus defeated death. Every promise, every dream, every vision that looks dead, God himself will send it. He will appear to you and there will be a divine revival in the name of Jesus. Amen. When Jacob woke up, if there was any doubt in him, the doubt was gone. If you were thinking, ah, have I done right? Have I done wrong? How did I get my brother's blessing? The doubt was gone because the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, who eventually became the God of Jacob, met him and gave a word to him that established him for life. The third thing that happened I want to look at on that resurrection morning is that the stone was rolled away. The stone was rolled away. And I want to tell someone here this morning, the stone is rolled away. Amen. The stone of reproach is rolled away. The stone of limitation is rolled away. Amen. The stone of failure is rolled away. Amen. The stone of non-achievement is rolled away. Amen. Because Jesus lives. Because this is the resurrection uh, uh, Sunday. In Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16 verses 2 to 4. Mark 16 verse 2 to 4. Very early in the morning, the first day of the week, 
They came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun, verse 3. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? Verse 4. And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. There is a great stone ahead of you that you cannot roll by yourself. Brethren, that is why there was an earthquake. That is why the angels came. Because God will do everything that needs to be done to ensure that this stone is what? It's rolled away. It's rolled away. This stone was an obstacle put in place by men. God did not put that stone there. Men put it there. And brethren, there is nothing men have done that God cannot undo. There's absolutely nothing that men have done that God cannot undo. Remember when Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, came against uh, the king of Judah and he was saying all manner of rubbish. God cannot deliver you. God will give you into my hand. The Bible says overnight. How many angels did God send? Only one. One angel. One angel. And he killed 185,000 soldiers. That's what the Bible says. How much more? How big is that stone? How big is that obstacle on your way? The Bible says, Who art thou, O great mountain? Before the river, what will happen? Thou shalt be made low. I speak to every stone and every obstacle on your way. I say, Be made plain in the name of Jesus. Amen. I say, Be made plain in the name of Jesus. Amen. That stone was an obstacle put in place by men. Matthew 27, 62 to 66. When we go to the story of Daniel, when he was cast into the lion's den, in Daniel chapter 6, from verse 16 to verse 17, Daniel 6, 16 to 17, we see that the stone was used to hold Daniel down in the den. But when God had fought for Daniel, and he was going to come out, that stone had to be rolled away for Daniel to come out. Whatever it is that is holding you in prison, it's being rolled away now in Jesus' name. Amen. And I believe that coronavirus is becoming a stone. Amen. It's a stone that needs to be rolled away. And on this resurrection Sunday, yes. the stone of coronavirus is being rolled away in the name of Jesus. Amen. On this resurrection Sunday, beginning from this moment, we begin to hear good news about that uh, uh, pandemic or whatever it is called in the name of Jesus. Beginning from this day, there is a divine turnaround concerning this storm called uh, Corona in the name of Jesus. Because this stone is rolled away. It is time to come out. It is time to move forward. It is time to praise God. It is time to worship God. It is time to lift up the name of the Lord. Brethren, if Daniel were not a servant of the living God, he would have been eaten up by lions in that name. If you are alive to praise the Lord today, if you can look ahead to a glorious encounter with the living God ahead, make sure that you are not found wanting when the day of reckoning comes. Because brethren, when the stone is removed, your enemies replace you in the pit. That is what happened to Daniel. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 23 to 24, the king commanded, they removed the stone. They brought up Daniel. The lions did not touch him. But all those conspirators, they were consumed. The Bible says, before they got to the bottom of the pit, 
the lions feasted upon them. That's why in Exodus 15, verse 26, where God was talking to us, he said, I will put none of the diseases of the Egyptians upon you. Observe all hygienic protocols, but know fully well, brethren, that that blood still avails. The blood of Jesus has not dried up. In fact, it flows more by the day. Know fully well, brethren, that it, it's not that the, 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 the pandemic or whatever, it doesn't, it's, it's not, it exists. But we are protected. But whoever does not come under the umbrella of the living God and wants to do what we are doing, what will happen to them? They will be consumed. That is the word of God. That is the word of God. Thank God for the God that we serve. So three things we have discussed on the resurrection morning. Number one, there was an earthquake. Number two, angelic, I mean, uh, angelic visitations with, with, with a message. And number three, the stone was rolled away. <laughs>